0: Love, talk, radio. This month, this entire month of March, we are celebrating Women's History Month. It's a month where it's been set aside by America, the United States, to celebrate women across the world, women in our history, women in our current, women in our future. I, myself, as a woman, am elated that there is a day, not only a day, but a month. Set aside for celebrating the women that have trekked the way for me to be able to be the professional that I am, to be the minister that I am, to be the musician that I am, to be the person that I am. And it is, is a delight to work with an organization, be a leader in an organization that takes the time to recognize as
1: well. I am Selena Olivia, the president of Urban Gore Campaign. We are going to talk about women in ministry today, the defense and offense. I pray that you are blessed. According to the studies and revelations that I've received concerning women in ministry and and the, the stance that God has concerning women in ministry and that we are, just as Scripture has told us, free to operate in the spiritual things of God. Whatever ministry or business we're called to, we are free, according to the Spirit of God, to do what we are called to do without any hindrance. For there is no male nor female in Christ. Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. The female gender has for centuries on end experienced suppression and acceptance and society-defined worth, attempting to prevent us from the freedom in life and ministry that Christ has called us to. It all started with the fall. Friction was placed between us and the serpent. Her seed, the woman's seed, and the seed of the serpent, as Scripture says. Failing to consider the work done by Christ at Calvary, especially his resurrection, many discourage women in ministry and business, some disguising their disdain with menial acceptance. They claim only to discourage executive or overseeing positions for women in ministry and in business. This must end and will only end with biblical enlightenment by the Spirit and true repentance from such a mindset. In Genesis, the third chapter, the curse is exposed, the curse for mankind in its entirety. But today we're going to emphasize the curse on the woman, or the fit was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of the tree of the garden. And a tree to be desired, to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees of the garden, And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. As we all know as ministers, particularly, we've been we've been in acquaintance or have looked over, studied the scripture, many of us, countless times, so we know what has happened as far as the fall of man. What I want to point out in this story, in this um, record of history, is that after taking of the fruit, the man and the woman both took the fruit, first of all. That's something that many, many in presenting this story um fail to highlight that both of them took it. Both of them were there, the male and the female. And at this time God was was referring, he made them one. He took woman out of the side of the man and created he formed her out of the side of the man. And man operated as one, man and woman, male and female, they operated as one. They were the first as many of us know, the first marriage, so they operated as one. They were of one flesh. Now, after the fall, we will see in the experience of the fall and the curse, we will see how God interacted with and communicated to the man and the woman, as well as the serpent, each of the curses that were on them according to the decision that they made, the consequences consequences that each of them received. The exposure of the curse is that mankind, After the closure, it had a sense of separation, which we will see in the the verses to follow, a sense of separation not only from God, but the man and the woman from each other. They were still walking physically together, but you are starting to see in that whole hiding process and shameless that there was a separation that happened already because when they were first made, they walked in the garden, they walked about in the garden that God placed them in, without any shame and they walked with the spirit of the lord at this time the spirit of the lord is not with them but god comes to them and says adam where are you he knew exactly where he he was but he was initiating a conversation with adam the man and the female the male and the female the male and the female of where they were as far as their spiritual state was that there was a separation that happened And God created them, male and female, to be just like him. And something had caused a scurr in that makeup, and it was a fall. It was sin. So we see Adam in male and female form coming to a place of exposure to sin and to separation and to a false sense of living because of exposing themselves so what God had forbid them, following verses, verses 11 through 21, and he said, who told thee that thou wast, thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, the woman thou hast gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. So we see blaming, the passing of the blame happening here. Verse 13, and the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field, upon thy belly shalt thou go. And thus shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity, listen to this closely, I will put enmity or friction between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed, thy offspring, and her offspring. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Curses is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee. And thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread. Till I return into the ground, for out of it wast thou taken. For thus thou art, and, thus, and unto thus shalt thou return. And Adam, because she was the mother of all living, unto Adam also. And to his wife, did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothed them. So here we find the experience of the curse. So they're experiencing hearing the judgment of the con of the consequences of what they had done. From the serpent to the man and to the woman, all of them received a judgment from the Lord God. The one that we want to emphasize or take a look at, to for the sake of understanding why there's such a misunderstanding and mis interpretation of the position of the female, of the wife, of women, period. Whether it's business, in education, in the church, whatever field it is, we see countless males and females discouraging the executive or upper or overseeing position of women. So to understand where this is all sourcing from, we're reviewing the beginning. In order to look at what is happening now and why the purpose or the source of why this is happening now is because we must look at the beginning. In the beginning, we see at the make of man, at the fall, we see the curse being incurred. We see the experience of the curse. So the woman's sorrow is multiplied and her conception. Uh, Many people combine that and looking at scripture and looking how King James has translated it from the Hebrew, if you look at the original Hebrew of the entire verse, um, we see that there is a distinction between the sorrow of the sorrow period of the woman as well as the conception. So in her childbearing, in her conception, she to receive sorrow as well. Why would he say anything about the husband if that was not included in what he introduced? So the sorrow, part of the sorrow was her desire being to her husband, and that desire has a negative connotation. First of all, because man and woman, male and female, were one, presented the woman to him. She said, bone by bone, flesh of my flesh, she shall be called woman, man with a womb. She came out of me. He recognized she's like me but not like me. She's one with me. We are one flesh. Therefore shall a man leave his wife? Therefore, shall man leave his mother and father and cleave become one with, join with his wife because of what, because of the oneness that God created man and and woman in, and we see that the desire is toward her husband. And God says he shall rule over you, and that rule in the original Hebrew says to have dominion over. Now, first of all, God created man and woman, male and female, to have dominion over the earth together. But then uh, as, uh, as a result of the curse, we see where God says that that man is going to have dominion over you. That man is going to have dominion over you. This is a result of the curse. This is a result of the curse. And we know, ministers of the gospel, men and women of God, that in Romans, in the book of Romans, in the book of Galatians, Just about every one of the Pauline epistles, Paul, who is seen as a man who does not favor women um, to the degree that he should, because of the words that he says, women are to keep silent in the churches, which we see in, I believe he says that in Timothy. And we see also where he says women should have their head covered. But then at the end of the chapter, he says there's no such thing in the churches of God. Uh, So we, we see almost a, as some would say, a contradiction with what he says. To what no male nor female Which we'll go into later on in this presentation He In the Pauline epistles We hear him saying That there is Freedom in Christ but then we also hear him Saying certain distinctions concerning Women in the church What is the answer to all this The answer is that there is liberty In the spirit of God Where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty And that there is According to What scripture tells us about the work of Christ and the finished work, the finished work of Christ is that he has reversed the curse by becoming a curse for us that we could be fulfilled, fulfillment of the righteousness of God in him. So we see the experience of the curse in these verses. The woman in particular, her sorrow is multiplied, not only in her conception, but in her life. By saying that she, instead of being one and working with the man, operating with him in the garden, making that applicable today in life and ministry and business, she is to be under him. Now, God said this concerning her and her husband. Her husband, however, many of us take interpretation from from this verse. First of all. And then the verses that I mentioned earlier in Paul's uh, epistles, that the woman, period, a female, period, is less than a man. She's the weaker vessel, which is italicized. So what does that tell you? And also, we have misinterpretation from, well, basically the Pauline epistles, period. <laughs> so Paul, um, in many occasions, speaking to the, the various churches, said various things. Concerning the woman that we uh, build off of those scriptures. Not looking contextually of why he said what he said, to whom he said it to, and if it really applies to today. Consider that in your study. God, after this, pay close attention to what God does after this in the following verses from verses 22 to 24. He says to himself. The man has become one of us to know good and evil, and now, lest he put forth his hand and take off of the tree of life and eat and live forever, garden of Eden, to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and the flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. The state of the the fall of man and the curse that was put on each of them was not the ordination of God that's not what he intended from the beginning and he said unless he continues in this way eternally I have to block him from the very garden that I put him in now we all know according to Revelation and properly interpreting the scripture looking in Galatians and even Colossians also Hebrews what it did for us Ephesians even talks about what the work of Christ did for us how it reversed The curse and we have freedom through life Freedom through Christ In life and in ministry We have freedom In life and in ministry By Christ Jesus What he has done He died and resurrected in order for us to be free Do not allow the resurrection of Christ To be vain because of the traditions of men We suppressing uh, The church of God just, Just listen to how this sounds The church of God suppressing The female gender just because they're female. They cannot be pastors, just because they are female. They cannot be ministers, just because they are female. They have to wear something on their head, just because they are female. They have to wear long skirts so the man doesn't lust. Why does the man have to be protected from lusting when lust should not even be in his members? Paul talked about that in Romans. He said, don't even let it be in your members. Keep your members in subjection. Don't subject women to what you are not controlling and you are not as we are about to go into in these next uh, few months, consecration. You're not consecrating yourself. So you're subjecting the women to your ignorance, to your uh, selfishness, to your immaturity. You're immature in the things of Christ. You're you have you're on milk, not even on meat, and you subject women who actually, as we'll find in the latter part of this presentation, who actually empowering what you're doing. There are so many – I'm not even going to get ahead of myself, but there are so many women who are who are empowering the work of – and I have nothing against men. What am I about to present to you? What i am about to um, – some of you have – it's not even an introduction. I'm going to represent it to you, what is going on between the male and the female gender in the church and in, in business and in, in life, period, in various areas of ministry and in business. It's got to stop. It's got to stop in order for the the creature to see the manifestation of the sons of God, the sons of God, which includes all all of us, we get so looked up on gender-specific terms that uh, what are we Are we just daughters separated from what the sons of God receive? If that's so, then why does not that scripture say daughters as well? Sons of God, spirit, spirit, we are spirit. There's a male, or female in Christ. The offense is and what we're even saying about ourselves, women of God. The world is saying that we cannot be in ministry. This has to end. The world is saying we cannot be executives of business. This has to end. The devil says we are not fit for ministry. This will not end until his end. So we must fortify ourselves in our mind, as Paul says, the great apostles of God that had some things that brought confusion to the church now because of us misinterpreting. We have to look contextually at scripture, but he says, be persuaded in your own mind. Let every man be persuaded in their own mind. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. We are to add to our faith knowledge and virtue. Knowledge, first of all, we must know who we are. We must know what we're called to do. We must know how to do it and know what God has uh, required of us, has given us, and will do for us as we operate, as well as we allow our steps to be ordered by him. The devil also says that we are less than the male Species or the male gender. This will not end until his. end. he will say this until he until until his last breath. So to speak, he will say this. We must, as I said just before, we must fortify ourselves in what we know, be persuaded in our own mind, and stand on the word of God and not the words of the enemy.